Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and this is the Downtime Podcast, where we're going to be taking you deeper than ever into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, just a quick thank you to our supporting partner iXS, who also have a giveaway for you. iXS have long made awesome mountain bike clothing and protection, but they also do some really important work for the sport that we all love. If you follow downhill racing, you'll no doubt have heard of the iXS Downhill Cup. Running for over 20 years, the iXS Cup has provided quality racing for thousands of riders and a crucial stepping stone to World Cup level competition. You only need to look at the list of athletes that have cut their teeth at the iXS to know how important it's been, with riders like Valley Hole and Jackson Goldstone amongst the list. The iXS Downhill Cup has also provided much-needed European racing experience for many racers from further afield, helping to propel them into competing at the very highest level. So, it's awesome that brands like iXS are supporting downhill racing in such a major way, enabling up-and-coming talent to find their feet and get ready to race at World Cup level. If you want to find out more or have a go yourself, you can head to iXSDownhillCup.com and you can see their clothing and protection range at iXS.com forward slash MTB. The good news for you is that we have a full head-to-toe set of iXS kit to give away. One lucky winner will win themselves a Trigger Evo jersey and pants, a downhill helmet, carved gloves, Trigger goggles and carved race knee pads. All you need to do is to comment on my Instagram post from Monday the 12th of June and name one world-class rider who kick-started their racing career at the iXS DH Cup. You've got until Friday the 23rd of June to enter, so head over to Instagram and look for at Downtime Podcast. If you find the podcast provides you with some value, maybe you've learned something that's helped you riding or your fitness, maybe it's got you stoked to go riding or come back from an injury, or maybe it's just a little something to pass the time when you can't be riding your bike, then it would be amazing if you're able to do a little something in return to help the podcast continue and to improve by setting up a small regular donation via my Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash downtime podcast. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Big thank you to Nicholas Council who joined that lovely list of patrons this week. Also, if you want to represent the podcast, then there's downtime t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. If you want a bit more downtime in your life, you can join my newsletter where I'll provide you with a bit of behind the scenes info on the podcast, interesting bits and pieces from around the mountain bike world, some mini reviews of products I've been using and like and partner offers and more. You can do that over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Otherwise, don't forget to follow the podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode. You can do that by hitting the follow button in your podcast app now, or there's buttons for all the major platforms over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. All the links for all of that are in the show notes for this episode on downtimepodcast.com. All right, Tom Walker came to my attention when 50 to 1 posted a video about his Pemberton train gap crash back in 2020. For anyone who's seen this gap in videos or photos or in person, you'll know it's not something you want to fall off of, which is exactly what Tom did. His road to recovery hasn't been straightforward, but Tom is back riding and more importantly, he's happy. We sat down to hear all about his experience over the last few years as he's grafted and dug deep both physically and mentally to overcome the hand he was dealt. I personally found this one super inspiring and I hope you do too. So without further ado, here's Tom Walker. Tom Walker, welcome to the Downtime Podcast, man. Thanks for taking some time out of your day. You just got back from a busy day at work. Yeah, been grafting. Yeah, good effort and a lovely day outside. So we're going to go for a little spin afterwards on the the e-bikes and, and e-bikes I think are pretty important in this conversation so we'll definitely yeah, for sure. talk a bit about those um but just start off give us a bit of background man tell us a bit about how you got into riding in the first place um so yeah I've, I've, I've rode bikes for as long as I can remember really uh, I can actually remember learning how to ride a bike 
on the little town uh, park where yeah. I live um, when I was probably three or four. Uh-huh. I can remember that day. Yeah. Um, so, and never really put it down since then, really. I've always rode bikes or had bikes or, yeah, they've always been a big part of my life. But I guess it was kind of like 11, 12 when I really realized how much I love riding bikes. Uh-huh. Kind of just had a crap mountain bike. But used to go down the skate park and then a lot of the lads that I used to hang about with were four or five years older than me. So uh-huh. they'd go to the woods yeah. uh, a couple of miles away and I used to convince my mum to let me go with them. And it, my mum was friends with their parents. Okay. So they, that helps. It, yeah, it was yeah. kind of a trust thing there. So they used to let me go and that stood me in good stead really because yeah. I was with the older boys and... You know what it's like, you're the crash test dummy, aren't you? And you build stuff. <laughs> you're like, right, come on, get your bike, Tom. You're going to have to test this jump we've just built. So That's good, though. I guess you're always getting pushed. For sure. Yeah. In, in at the deep end from, yeah, you're learning. from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Always out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And had a bit of character building from the boys because I was the young boy when I was. Yeah, you're was, the one that gets I was all the, the stick. kid. Yeah, yeah. So, bit of character building stood me in good stead, I think, for later on in life yeah. but yeah for as long as I can remember doing road bikes even if it's just from the age of like seven pissing about in front of the house making ramps out of eight before sheets and bricks <laughs> and yeah. all that kind of stuff you know the type of stuff that every kid does I guess yeah definitely um, but I kind of just realised like fuck I actually I love this yeah it's not just a hobby it's something that I I really, really, really enjoy. So yeah. yeah, kind of just never left me. Always followed it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. went through a bit of a BMX phase. Yeah, yeah, road dirt jumps and stuff. Never really the street nibbly stuff. I wasn't strong enough for that. I was okay. only, I was six stone ringing wet when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I wasn't strong enough to like get the pull. But I was always pretty smooth, and I got a. I, that bit of flow so dirt jumps was what we used to do really okay um, but I remember being a kid and these dirt jumps were like twice the fucking size of me <laughs> <laughs> and I look back now and think bloody hell I, I can't believe I used to hit that stuff when I was a kid but I, I, when you no with, fear, right? when you were 16 17 year olds yeah. and they're like oh go on Tom go on Tom you, I, I remember we went to Corby skate park once yeah and there was no resi or any of that stuff then and I really want to try a backflip and my mate, he just passed his test. He was 17 and he's like, oh. We drove down fives up in a one litre punto. And there uh, we get there and he's like, oh, if you do a backflip, I'll let you ride home in front seat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, fucking That's hell. That's worth it. Yeah, I'm like 12 at this point. I'm yeah. like, fucking hell. I can sit in the front seat and all the 17 year olds got to sit in the back. I'm like, yeah, I'll do a backflip. Crashed about 15 times trying it, but I did it and I... A road shotgun on the way home. No, nice. like that's pretty good. Going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that your first flip? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. So no resi, no foam pit, like. nothing. Yeah, it was just do or die. <laughs> and it certainly died a few times, but when you're young, yeah, you bounce. Yeah, eh? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Land, landed on my head a few times. I think I had a day off school the next day. <laughs> when I was when I was there. Uh, that was back in the school days. Fucked me up, but nothing serious. Just, yeah, yeah. All good fun. Bruised and battered, yeah. but yeah, it was well worth it. I'd do it again tomorrow Yeah, for the shotgun ride. Nice. <laughs> we, we actually ran out of fuel on the way home <laughs> uh, on the M1. 
it was like January. I remember it was freeze. We went to a petrol station on the way home. Yeah. Said we've got like 10 miles in the tank. So we cuts off the motorway, goes to a fuel station, gets there. And it was a new build estate. We knocked on the house. She was like, oh yeah, there used to be a petrol station here about 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, and we ran out of fuel on the M1, oh, like man. one in the morning. We would try and push the card on the old our shoulder and all that kind of jazz. Funny memories. Class. Yeah, good times. Yeah. What about uh, like the mountain bike side, like proper mountain bike side of things? When did that like mm. arrive and how did you how did you discover it? Uh, to be honest, I, I, I had a hardtail that I used to ride dirt jumps on. Yeah. But then I started taking it to places like Canic, but I got one brake and slick tires. <laughs> No helmet, yeah, because we were fucking idiots back in the day. Well, no one had helmets back then. Nobody, it just wasn't a thing. No, and I remember, I remember thinking, God, I'm, I need a proper bike for this job. Maybe I was like eighteen, nineteen at the time, so I brought myself a Commensal Meta Jobby, fifteen hundred quid off the internet at the time. Yeah, and uh, thought it was amazing. Thought it was the best thing ever. It was like a sofa, really. (laughs) Yeah, but. Your, that was your first full suspension first bike. First full suspension yeah. bike, yeah. And that's where I kind of thought, God, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I like the jumps and the, the BMX trails kind of stuff and all that stuff, but I don't know, this gave me a bit of a different feeling. Showed you the possibilities, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just so much more accessible, I guess. Like, the dirt jumps for me were an hour away. Yeah, okay. Whereas I could go and ride my mountain bike on some trails. Yeah. 20 minute pedal. So I could go every night after school if I yeah, wanted to. Perfect. So, yeah. It was, uh, that was the first bike that I ever had. Didn't last very long though. No? No. Nah, I started going to like more bike parky places and that okay. then and then seeing people on downhill bikes and I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> I need that. I need one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sold that and then ended up with a v10 a few months after no messing yeah yeah never looked back really yeah yeah i was fully into it then uplift days and all that kind of jazz yeah yeah good good times nice and was there any interest to to take it racing like was there a focus on speed or enjoyment or never never at all um i kind of just used to enjoy just being in the woods i guess um and then Got friends with Ratty and them boys, and we went to Fort William one year. Um, I remember st- standing on that, the t- is it the Tissot jump, the step yeah, down the, at the, the end? Big yeah, yeah. The sort of finish area. And Ratty yeah. came down and just did this bad boy whip, and everybody was stood there, thousands <laughs> of people, everybody went mental. I'm like, fucking hell, yeah, this is <laughs> this is a bit of me. Yeah. I might have a go at this. So, yeah, and into a few races, crashed my brains out. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I don't think I finished a race for the first like three races, maybe okay. three DNFs. Yeah, just just crashed my brains out. Just, dude. Trying to, just trying to go way too fast. Yeah, thinking that I'm invincible. Can't I ain't got a break around that corner, and then I'm <laughs> straight over it, sat in a heap. You know, feeling sorry for myself. Um, yeah, kind of hated racing. I guess after the first two races, yeah. I'm like, fucking, that listen for me, listen. Um, and then kind of realised, right? If you want to get to the bottom, just kind of rein it in a bit. Yeah. Don't try and go a million mile an hour down every bit of the track. Yeah. 
Yeah, and <laughs> learned it a bit, I guess. Yeah, got to got to grips with kind of yeah, how it works, yeah. sort of thing. Oh, dude, I was just as soon as them beeps went off, it was like, all right, million man, I'll get to the bottom <laughs> as fast as you can by any means necessary, and then learned the art way, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, it's all good. Broke a few bikes, broke a few helmets, and yeah. all that kind of stuff on the yeah, process, yeah. but learned a lot. Yeah. And a few bones About, as well, right? You, yeah, were, you yeah. were saying before we started recording, you had a like a collarbone and scaphoid injury. Was it like yeah, 18, 19 yeah. at the time? Had a, had a nasty one actually over the bars at Black Mountain on one okay. of the moto jumps. The big, the big sets. Yeah, the very last one. Yeah. Um, kind of just was getting way too fast. I, I used to go there a lot on my downhill bike and okay. went on the trail bike one day and just was hooning down their moto jumps and pulled the last one just seen the landing go underneath me and i'm like peaked where i should have been coming down oh man just landed heavy broke me collarbone broke me scaphoid yeah yeah i was that was like nine months of torture that was dude nine Wait, months yeah it was three months in a cast um, obviously i mean collarbone plated straight away yeah after like six weeks that was good to go that was but yeah. scaphoid i was in a cast of three months um Went back to the hospital after the three months. Had it x-rayed again. They were like, oh, no, it's not healed. Uh, let's give it another three months. Yeah. Waited another three months, which felt like three fucking years. Uh, goes back to the hospital again after six months, and they're like, oh, it's still not healed. We're going to pin it. Oh, man. So you'll be another three months after we've pinned it. So that was like nine months. It's after like a whole ride in season oh, gone, right? Dude, I've... That was like the worst ever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, managed to do a lot of digging. Made yeah. a track made a track called Scaphoid actually that we'll ride later. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I broke my scaphoid and I couldn't do a lot, so I just used to spend a lot of time yeah. with the woods just making tracks. One handed digging. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll see what it's like when we there later. You didn't re really need a shovel, you just okay. need a rake. Like kick it in. A rake and a, a good eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, skid them in basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, had some pretty gnarly injuries over yeah. the time. Well, yeah, and it was so it was while you had that skateboard injury that you were like putting together a Whistler trip, like trip of a lifetime with some of your riding mates. Yeah, I was in the cast and I'm like, God, as soon as this comes off, we're going somewhere <laughs> good. And uh, I'd never been to Whistler before, so we kind of decided that that's where we we're going to go. Um, yeah, me, um, my mate Dean, uh, James from Revs. Yeah and Binny mm -hmm. um, yeah booked a holiday to Whistler for I think it was two weeks yeah two weeks nice four years ago you know this month is it yeah yeah four wow. years yeah time flies eh it does what was Whistler like as a place I've still not managed to make oh, it out there amazing dude you gotta go you gotta go that is like for me that is what I want to do on a, on a bike hit yeah. big jumps go fast like don't get me wrong France and them places are alright it's good fun um, but Whistler's just next level yeah different you, you I don't know you've, I've, I haven't found anything that tops A-line laps with the boys <laughs> it's amazing bro you gotta go yeah and it's open like <coughs> they're long days right they, they yeah, the park for sure. opens late park's open till 8 at night uh -huh. so if you want to, you can ride for 10 hours, which is a big day, isn't it? Yeah, on big, on proper 
proper trails, that's pretty full on it. Oh, yeah. One lap. If you go to the top at Whistler and ride down to yeah. the bottom, that's like the equivalent of one day's riding in the UK. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it might take you might take you 40 minutes, an hour, if you're stopping in between sections and stuff. But yeah. like when you think about it, you go to somewhere like Dovey, yeah. you might do eight laps, five minutes, that's 40 minutes. It's a day's riding, yeah, isn't it, really? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when you're doing that 10 times in a day, it's a, it's a lot. Pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of, I learned that the ultimate way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on then. Tell us. A, tell Just us a bit about kind of that day. So yeah, we'd been. You'd done a full day in the park, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, been lapping it up with the boys. Yeah. I think we finished maybe a bit earlier than we had been doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finished for like seven, which is still a long day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. and, we, and we sat in the room. Yeah. Um, had a bit of food and stuff. And my mate, Nate, who lived in Whistler at the time, uh-huh. texted me and he's like, oh, we're going to go in it. Pemberton train gap tonight. Do you fancy it? And uh, I'd never actually seen it before. I didn't Did even you know. I didn't even know what it was. Right. But I'm like, yeah, fucking. <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come come grab me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll be at your apartment in 10 minutes. Um, so he turns up in his van. It's like a... Scooby-Doo van. I don't know if you've ever seen him, the old American things. Yeah, yeah. And he rocks up and there's like eight of us trying to get into a five, maybe six-man van. Yeah. With, with four bikes. With bikes yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember sort of we were trying to all fit in the van and we just couldn't, even with the bike stripped down. So James and Binny sort of said, oh, we, we'll... We'll go back uh-huh. um, and we'll, we'll just chill. Um, so we got loaded up. Um, I don't know how or why, but something just said, don't go without them. Uh-huh. And I ended up saying to my mate, Nate, uh, listen, I'm on a holiday with these boys. Like I'd, I don't kind of want to leave them. Yeah. I, I, I want them to come with us. Um, so somehow, I don't know how, but we managed to make room. I remember I remember driving there, actually, and me and my mate Dean were sort of lying on the floor underneath the bikes <laughs> <laughs> just so that we could all yeah. get in the van. But that's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah, it turned out. Yeah, keeping them boys with me because yeah. obviously, you know, you people know what to do in like, a kind of emergency situation but I feel like James owning a bike park and being exposed to so many people who've been in that situation not yeah. not that situation but been in a similar situation yeah. before been seriously hurt stood us yeah. in such good stead for that day yeah um, so yeah I think about that most days dude best decision I've ever made and I don't even know why I made that decision Mad I like guess that something telling that, you yeah I was I was never a big believer in fate and all that uh-huh. shit before but I can't not now if you know what I mean it's kind of hard to argue with yeah, it, yeah yeah, Some, yeah something told me yeah. that they've got to come interesting yeah yeah, yeah. And, and yeah best decision I ever made yeah turned out to be a good decision yeah take us take us through that that evening from your perspective as much as you're kind of comfortable to do yeah so 
we get to there, uh, gets the bikes out, pushes up to the onto the train track because to get onto the, the track itself, it's like a steep ravine okay um, yeah so this is the first time you've seen it as well you've not seen any videos yeah or yeah it, yeah you know? um so we stood on the track yeah below it if you get what i mean yeah, so yeah. we walked up um to the lip and the, the the gap itself yeah it's a big gap but it's not like huge uh-huh. it's kind of just the the consequences yeah 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 um, the height of the the gap that you're yeah covering, yeah sort of and, thing. and we we, it's funny isn't it we literally were stood there 10 minutes before yeah laughing and joking saying fucking hell you wouldn't want to fall off there would you oh man like I I even said it myself I, yeah. I said fucking hell imagine falling off there you'd be fucked wouldn't you like and then yeah so Nate pushes up uh, he gets his bike pushes up and he's at the top has he hit it before no. Okay, so it's a first for him. First well. for him, yeah. 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 Um, we were sussing it out. I'm at the top watching him. Um, and I see him just come charging. He, he was in the zone, Nate was. Fair play to him. He, he looks at me, says, I'm going to hit it. Pushes back up, comes charging down way too fast than uh-huh. he needed to go, I guess. Yeah. Hits the slip. Completely missed the landing. <laughs> landed sort of way past the landing in a hole blew yeah. his hands off the handlebars but he was alright sort of thing you yeah, get, yeah. get sort of gassed yeah. absolutely stoked shouting <laughs> but I've seen him go miles off this lip so I'm thinking fucking hell rain it in a bit I'm not going that yeah, fast so yeah. I kind of just pedal but not as fast as he pedals so I, yeah so it gets my bike after yeah. he's hit it I'm like fuck Dean looks at me as if to say you're up mate <laughs> so, so I gets me bike and I'm, I'm at the top um, first running I got a pair of goggles on uh, and they kept steaming up okay so I remember pedalling in and I, I pulls my goggles off from at the side of the track I'm yeah. like fuck them off um, goes back up again God, I'm shaking just talking Fair about play, it. Um, and I remember, so I'm pedalling in. Probably in hindsight, not hard enough, but I tend to pop things as opposed yeah, to go okay. fast and kind of. So that was my plan. I was going to try and just Pull cruise in it. and give it a big pull and, yeah. and make it look decent sort of thing. So I'm pedalling in. And I sort of remember on the last pedal stroke that I planned to take, probably about 15 foot before the wood starts. Yeah. It's like a big rock on the right-hand side. And on that last pedal stroke as it came around, I, I remember trying to hug the right-hand side as far as... Cause to kind and, of straight make it. it a straight line. Yeah, yeah. Because it was kind of... You had to go left and then kind of go right. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go straight. Yeah. Um, but I clipped that rock with my pedal and that blew both feet off the pedals. But I'm going sort of like, well, you imagine pedaling down the down a road yeah. and then blowing both your feet off the pedals 10 foot before you're trying to pull up. So I remember thinking, fuck, like 
grabbed a handful of both brakes yeah. to try and sort of stop. And just as I grabbed the brakes, I come onto the wood. And it had been raining a bit that day. It was fucking hero conditions in the bike park. It was amazing. <laughs> but obviously when you're hitting wood and stuff. Yeah, with no chicken wire or anything on it. Yeah, it's just, like just kind a, of some, like a little some, build. Yeah. yeah, and I remember just hitting the hitting that wood with my front tyre and it just kind of, the front wheel just kind of skated from underneath me. And I sort of knew then what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, I remember trying to grab some trees. Yeah. But I was just nowhere near them. Just kind of, and then I just, before I knew it, dude, I'm just in the middle of this ravine, just like falling off the end. It's what, 40 foot drop, maybe? Probably, more? Probably even more, dude. Yeah. Probably like from, from the peak. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like to say, but it's. It's, it's fucking it's high, high. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's high. Yeah, and I remember just falling for what felt like minutes. Like that's, I could, like I could still picture that now as if I'm, as if I'm falling. Yeah, that, that, that feeling. Yeah, that feeling and those all those thoughts that go through your head. Yeah, as you, the main thought as I'm falling is, fuck, land on your feet. Okay, do not land on your ass do not whatever you do make sure your feet touch the ground first yeah that was a conscious decision. yeah yeah for sure yeah. and i'm and i'm like you'll see me on the i'm like that to uh-huh. try and make sure that because if i'd have landed on my ass dude uh, like yeah I, I don't think i'd be sitting here now or yeah there's no shock absorber going, at that going point, to work there? this morning or going yeah. for a ride later with you that stuff yeah. wouldn't not be happening i don't think yeah you don't fall from that eye onto your arse and get that kind of shock. And It's a pretty amazing presence of mind to have that, in that moment, to be that kind of clear on something. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's just human instinct, isn't it, I think, dude? Maybe, yeah. I'm not sure I'd have that instinct. I don't know. But but if you were put in that situation, maybe you 100% would. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You You just knew it. In that instant, I knew. Yeah. Right. land on your feet, land on your feet. And I kind of, it felt like I was falling for ages, dude. I weighed all this stuff up in my head as yeah. I'm falling. I'm thinking, right, you're probably going to break your legs. You, but I'd rather have broken legs than broken back. Yeah. Or a broken neck. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I remember making that really, really, really conscious decision to, land on my feet uh-huh. um, so yeah landed and oh god that that was like the worst pain I've ever oh, I remember as, as, as soon as I hit the deck this knee I, I kind of landed on my feet and kind of concertina in yeah this knee hit me underneath my chin full face helmet yeah on. full yeah. face helmet but as you kind of do that, your chin's kind of exposed, yeah, isn't it? And yeah. I hit my knee with my chin and just shattered. That I remember hearing that break in my head, you know, like the sound of your, your skull. Yeah. Just going, it sounded like a glass bottle breaking. Oh. It went, 
because that was your so your jaw and both was it both, both your eye, eye sockets? sockets yeah and this bone here that's called the maxilla okay like correct, upper jaw correct bone me if i'm right yeah yeah upper jaw here yeah. all this stuff here yeah um, yeah i've got a load of metal in here have you yeah i think there's 10 plates in my face fair play yeah they've done a good job i would never have known really yeah yeah like, you, you, i don't know if you can see two scars oh yeah tiny yeah, 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 yeah. they kind of and, and and a big scar underneath there they kind of like peeled my face away Whoa. took took my jaw out because it was obliterated i remember yeah, yeah so they took my jaw out rebuilt it on the yeah. operating table and then put it back in yeah um but yeah i remember sitting on that train track um and hearing me hearing my own face go and i thought what is that what what was that no and then I kind of grabbed my nose, yeah, and I was just able to pull it all over my face. Oh man! Like, and it, and all this was just mush, basically. And I, yeah. remember, I remember saying to my face, to my friends, "I broke my face. I broke my face. Yeah, my whole face is is smashed." Yeah. Um, but that didn't hurt that much, you know. Really? Nah. The, the that I think it was just because it was so broken, it didn't hurt that much. Yeah. But my feet. Oh my god, that was like the worst pain. My, my feet and my leg. Yeah, yeah, that was so like. So you blew both your heels. Yeah, just obliterated both yeah. my calcaneus uh-huh. into like hundreds of pieces. Yeah, and then this the fib no femur. Yeah, went past my knee. Okay, and knocked the top of my tib and fib off. Okay, yeah, that's called like a tibial plateau. Yeah, um, but I remember my feet just swelled up like a like I've never seen anything like it in all my life in the, in seconds um, and it, that was the worst pain in me like it felt like my feet were going to explode yeah because the skin isn't designed to stretch that much stretch that far yeah. and I, I was I just remember screaming 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 yeah. screaming and Everybody panicked, which fucking hell. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna do, gonna do, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> but somebody, there's a motocross track near to the place. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Nate that literally ran over to the motocross track. Yeah, and to get somebody's attention, he ran on the track. Fair play. Just to make to make somebody stop yeah. and say, "What's this dickhead doing?" Get up. To, <laughs> You know, like yeah, yeah. somebody came over to him and asked him what he was doing, yeah. and then he said, "We need an ambulance quick." Um, but already, like in between, then Jane, I, I, I cut my neck on my helmet shackle. Okay, as I landed, it on like kinda, the D ring. Yeah, yeah. it kind of just punctured in that soft bit of your skin here, um, and that was like it was like golf ball size hole, Jeez. And, and the blood was just splitting. You know when people say blood splitting, I've yeah. never actually seen it. Like in a horror uh, film, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. I'd never yeah. seen it until then, and I, I didn't know where it was coming from at the time. I thought yeah. it was coming from in my mouth, and I thought I was bleeding yeah. internally, and, and I, that's when I started panicking. I'm yeah. like, "Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die here." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm spitting this blood, and I, I, I'm thinking it's coming from inside me, but it wasn't. It was squirting from my neck and and getting into my mouth somehow and i'm and i'm spitting it out and james managed he comes running over and managed to 
I think he took ripped his t-shirt off and wrapped it around my head as tight as it could. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Probably saved your life. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You should have seen the blood. I've never seen like that amount of blood. Yeah, yeah you can't afford to lose like at that rate for very long. Nah, I guess, like. and it took, I mean, it took the first responders 40 minutes to come. So you were zero pain relief for 40 yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, just lying there screaming, getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Oh, man. James has got his top off. He's got no top on. I can see him biting him. Yeah. And he's just holding me up. I can't forget stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's fucking amazing, really. And he, I can hear him, these fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> but he's holding me to, it's gonna, Tom, you're going to be all right, you're yeah. going to be all right, you're going to be all right. Like, and, you never forget those times. Yeah, that's you know amazing. I mean. eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and then the first responders came. Yeah. And they're like, fucking hell, this isn't a job for us. Whoa. So then the fire department came. Yeah. Um, I think I think a helicopter came. Yeah. Um, I remember, because obviously they, they came with a stretcher. And to get, even to just get onto that train line is like right steep, yeah. shaly. There's no way they'd get me down on a stretcher. Um, and I remember James telling him on the, he's on the phone to him and he's saying, yeah. do not bring a stretcher. You will yeah. not be able to get him down from here on a stretcher. And they turned up the stretcher. So we had to wait then for, you know, like in the old cowboy films and they have like somebody on the train track that does, yeah yeah does the seesaw and, thing and, it, and yeah, it, yeah. i think it was something like that that kind of contraption that they yeah. put me on and and drove that down the train track no way to the to the next road yeah um, and then there was an ambulance waiting there um, and i remember the next thing i remember is hearing the Blades of a chopper go around, and then all of a sudden it went just slowed down. I'm thinking, what's going? I'm semi-conscious. Yeah, and they wake me up and basically tell me that I was in a helicopter. We were just about to take off, and then someone in Whistler had a heart attack. So they took me out out the chopper and put me in a. I don't know. I don't even know what it was. I was unconscious. Yeah. To Vancouver, so I didn't. I didn't have much luck. To be honest with you, dude. Man, um, that is—that's pretty bad, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, unreal. Um, and then, yeah, and then after I, the hospital. Next thing I knew, it was like I woke up the day after. Yeah, um, I think they just knocked me out at that point. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, woke up and just did Start, a lot. Did a lot to take it all in. Did I a guess. lot of crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet, yeah. Obviously, I'm on the other side of the world. Yeah. Uh, my parents and all that stuff. Yeah. Beside herself. Uh, so they're trying to sort out flight, getting flights over yeah, and all that yeah. kind of, I, I, To be honest with you, dude, I don't really remember that time uh-huh. of my life. And it, it's fair. a weird thing. It's I feel like when you go through something really traumatic, your brain tries to like, cloud it over to almost forget about it yeah 100 percent. and i can remember i can remember certain situations being sat in that hospital yeah. like it was yesterday but how the actual situation panned out 
I haven't got a clue, dude, because I was just off my head on. Yeah, yeah. Some pretty strong Whatever, pain relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the days merged into one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just laying in bed, stuck, basically. What was the What was the prognosis that you were given by the doctors there? Well, I was in I was in Lions Gate Hospital in Vancouver for probably two or three weeks. Okay, and that was just basically to have operations to allow me to be stable enough to fly home. Okay, to then be sorted out at home ultimately. Okay, that was just kind of you know pin my leg together. I got an external fixator on my leg. Uh-huh. Half the jaw surgery. Yeah. Uh, but after that jaw surgery, they're kind of a bit skeptical about you flying for so long because of the swelling and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was just kind of <laughs> stuck in the hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crap time, dude. Yeah. Um, and then flew home. Two doctors from the UK had to fly out to me. Okay. To bring you back. Yeah. Because um, obviously, I. I couldn't straighten my leg. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't bend couldn't my leg. Bend it was it. just straight. So yeah. I got a first class flight home, which is the first <laughs> and last time I'll ever fly, fly first class, which is pretty sick to be fair. But Was it worth it? No. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was eating processed foods. So like they come around with affiliate steak. You like affiliate steaks here? Oh, man. And I'm like, no, of course. Can't eat it. <laughs> I can only eat yogurt. And... Oh, man. But that 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 diet was like, part of the driver for meeting someone in the hospital in Vancouver that sort of changed things a bit for you. Yeah, right? for sure. So they're bringing me whatever hospital food you would have that day. Yeah. Blended up. So whether it be jam sandwich, Sunday roast, whatever, just, just blended up. So yeah. it was like a soup basically. Yeah. And after 10 days of eating soup, well, this wasn't even soup. It was like mush. Yeah. I'm like fuck this I'm, <laughs> but I'm on my own yeah in the hospital so for me to get to the canteen from my hospital bed was like an hour mission whoa so like it, and it was obviously it consumed so much of my energy that that would be it for the day sort yeah. of thing so I had to sort of sign myself up to get down to the canteen yeah. so so this is in a wheelchair right is that yeah, how yeah, about? With yeah a wheelchair like that though okay with your legs stuck up and both legs up <laughs> oh man yeah, nah, super hard to manoeuvre. I'd almost lay back. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get in, like, I had to be sideways in the lift and also yeah, took, took me yeah. 10 minutes of shuffling about in the lift just to be able to get downstairs. So anyway, I gets downstairs and I sees that there's some, like, noodle soup. Yeah. I thought, oh, amazing. <laughs> like, it's, it's soft. I can still eat it, but it's just different to blended mush. Yeah. So I scooched myself over and I'm just trying to get the ladle for the soup and I'm about that far off it. Oh, man. And uh, I'm just kind of like looking around for people and everybody's just doing their own thing and I just kind of hit rock bottom and I just broke down in the canteen. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of just sat there for a minute or two and then somebody just, a woman came over to me and she just kind of, didn't even say anything, just just put her arm around me and gave me a hug and told me that everything was gonna be all right and I think I think she poured me some soup and then I ended up sitting at her table and yeah. we just chatted for 
an hour or so because obviously I've been in that hospital and the lads were coming to visit me yeah like every other day or whatever but it was like I didn't I didn't when they were gone I didn't have anybody to talk to I was just in my own head yeah yeah which, which is, is not, not a good yeah. place to be is it when you so like just to have somebody to just chat to for just an hour was amazing yeah. and like kind of lit a fire under my arse basically yeah because her, her, her son had been through some kind of basically he was he was born death right and they had some kind of tests done and and they basically just said because of the genetic dna build up of of the, of the parents he was unable to have some kind of procedure okay um but they wanted to to trial some other procedure. Um, so his mum was like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, and he'd had this procedure and it was, it worked for him. Okay. But they kind of said it was, they kind of wrote it off for him basically. They kind of just said, listen, we're going to try it. Don't hold out much hope. Yeah. We're going to suck it and see. Um, and it worked. And this lad's chatting away. Uh, he was there. Okay. He sat there. Yeah. And it, it kind of just made me think like, Hell. maybe you know like miracles do happen don't they yeah and uh, <clears throat> you just kind of got to believe yeah because you've been told that you probably wouldn't walk again and certainly wouldn't oh ride yeah again, they, right? they basically told me to get used to wheelchair life yeah um but later on that evening she turned up with i didn't i didn't know this at the time but she uh -huh. must have found out what bed I was staying in, and yeah. all that. She, and she turns up with a book, yeah, about the power of the mind, wow, and um, just just basically come and sat with me and and give me another pep talk for another hour, basically, and, and just like I say, give me a kick up the arse, a bit yeah. of motivation, and and I kind of just woke up the next day with a a bit of a different feel about it. I'm okay. kind of like right. Okay, let's 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 go for it. I've got yeah. I've got absolutely nothing to lose, have I? If they're telling me I'm going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, yeah. like I'm going to do whatever it takes to not be in a wheelchair yeah. for the rest of my life, and nice. kind of just lit a fire under my arse, basically, and made me realise, like, come on, let's yeah. let's crack on. Obviously, at that time, I was. I couldn't do anything. I didn't. I didn't walk for six months. Uh -huh. I was in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't kind of the physical side. It was like trying to build my mental resilience. Yeah, if you get what okay. I mean. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I just kind of started reading that book that she gave to me, and it, it just kind of taught me a load of lessons in life that I didn't know, basically. Okay. Um, and yeah, just that was this the starting point basically of of me deciding that i'm gonna dedicate my life to getting better yeah to battling against yeah 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 because so, I got, yeah. I ultimately like i say i had nothing to lose dude yeah um fair play I, and yeah i just when they told me that yeah you're gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life i'd that was like the worst day of my life dude. i think i cried for the whole day I remember saying to my parents, like, as daft as it sounds, like, I don't think I could live the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
Like, fair fucking play to anybody that can be in a wheelchair and get out of bed every day and put on a fucking brave face. Yeah, it can't be easy. They are like the fucking toughest people in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. like, people like can't quit. The guy that, what a fucking easy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, fucking I'm getting emotional. Yeah, you're all good, man. Like, I seen him at Hard Rock and like, he comes over and he's just got the biggest smile on his face and he's so positive and so happy and so, yeah. like, he's turned a massive negative into a massive positive, hasn't he? But it's like, incredible. How the fuck do you find that mental yeah. resilience, like, Shows to do what's it. possible, but how do you actually do that? Because is... I could, there's no, I couldn't do it. Dude. There's no way that I could be in a wheelchair. For the uh-huh. well, I don't think I could yeah. do it anyway. But like, yeah, yeah, utmost admiration for anybody that is, yeah, confined to something. Yeah, dealing with that. On yeah, a daily yeah, basis. for sure, man. Yeah. That is like ultimate. Hero status for me. Yeah, hundred percent with fucking you. Fucking legends, dude. man. Yeah, incredible. And, and still get out of bed every day and put a smile on the f- and like smile and and be happy. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it's super impressive, isn't mm-hmm. it? So yeah, you've got this like I guess fresher perspective thanks to this incredible woman who just like an angel appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Helped you out for sure. Just I guess this accident I'm not going to say that I'm grateful for it because I'm not not grateful there's not a day that goes by where I'm not in pain dude Mm -hmm. like from the I wish you could see me in the morning when I get out of bed and take my first steps I'm like an 80 year old man Uh like and sometimes my girlfriend looks at me and she thinks fucking hell like I'm like stiff as a board and but then I think to myself, you know what? There's people who are, who are having worse days than me, isn't there? Like I've For got sure. to be grateful that yeah. I'm still here. I'm st- I can still do the stuff that I enjoy to do. I yeah. can still ride. Yeah, maybe I can't ride how I used to ride maybe or for as uh-huh. long as I can used to ride, but I still fucking love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I can I'm not grateful, but I'm I'm thankful for all the lessons that it's taught me that I would never have ever learned if it weren't for a life changing accident. If yeah. you get what I mean, yeah. Patience, yeah. I, like I said before, I was the most impatient person in the world. Hundred mil, hundred mile an hour, bullet a gate, yeah. Charging until I hit the wall, basically, and that this has kind of taught me that. You know, you got to throttle it back. You can't live your life 100 mile an hour, yeah. flat out everywhere. You've got to know when to have breaks. Yeah. Before I'd ride every single day. I was like, I'm, I was fucked. I was so tired, <laughs> but like, I'm so into this riding thing that yeah. I want to do it every day. And now it's kind of just taught me, you know, you've got to be a little bit patient with stuff. You can't, yeah. you can't do stuff every single day. You've got to have a day off. And yeah. it's taught me stuff like, empathy compassion yeah all these life skills that i probably never would have learned you know i always i was 
a typical young lad, uh, mainly just thought about myself. Yeah, pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and couldn't put myself in other people's shoes. Well, not couldn't, just didn't think about it, didn't yeah. consider it. Whereas now, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of think about other people first. Obviously, like I've got a girlfriend now; she's got a little lad, so like, kind of just realised that. You know, I can't ride my bike seven days a week anymore. Yeah, I've got, and that's okay. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm fine with that now. Yeah. And, it, and it's taught it sort of t- taught me that having a balance is good. Yeah, totally. You got to have that. You can't just do the thing that you love all day every day, can you? Because then yeah. you you won't love it. You you you've got to take that time away and appreciate other things in life. Hundred percent. And yeah, just. I'm, I'm, yeah, like I say, there's n- I'm in pain, dude, every single day. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't change it, if you know what I mean, because the lessons, the other lessons that it's taught me, yeah, I would never have got. Yeah, so I've kind of, okay. it's a kind of, a, yeah. I'll take it as a fair trade, if you get what I mean. Yeah, okay. You see the benefits of the upsides of what that experience for sure. it's made it's made me a better person yeah on the whole yeah i might have lost a bit of my physical uh-huh. capabilities but i've gained so much mental yeah stuff that i would never have gained before i don't think because yeah. i was just so tunnel visioned into yeah 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 let's ride me about let's get in the woods let's dig let's i didn't give a fuck about anything else yeah and it, yeah kind of just learnt me to be yeah you know there's a lot of stuff to do in life and there's a lot of riding's sick but like yeah. there's a lot more stuff to enjoy there's a lot more for sure stuff to yeah do to em- experience embrace yeah, yeah like but those lessons i guess don't come like it's not like you have this accident and then suddenly you all these changes are made right oh, I think, no. like it must have been and it, quite it's, hard for you especially when you came back to the uk and like everyone's back at work and it's just you sat trying to deal with all this. Oh yeah, for sure. It's only been like the last year where I've kind of felt this kind of gratefulness, okay. if you get what I mean. Yeah. For, for well, it's four years this month, dude. I yeah. fucking ha- hated anything to do with talking about yeah. that train gap or anything to do with that day. Yeah. I, I just kind of brushed it under a carpet and didn't want to, yeah. I kind of just left it there. It's a P- so you were suffering PTSD, right? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ability to be able to like cognitively process that event, your brain's just like not Yeah, yeah. I just hated the thought of trying to process it for years, dude. Yeah. For, for three years. Yeah, yeah. This whole situation would just play over in my head, me falling off that train gap. Yeah. Like, and I could be sitting here, sitting here talking to you now and it would just happen and I'd be... Like you would notice it in my face straight back. Yeah, there. yeah, and I'm straight, yeah. back. and then I'm like, fucking hell. So I kind of had to get some help for that. Yeah, and was, was in, it hard to accept in the form of count? Oh, for sure, dude. I'm a 28 year old. Well, I was a 28 year old man at the time. Yeah, you know, like I'm a, in my peak, so to speak. And then yeah. to to have to sit down and admit that you're not okay. Yeah, is like probably one of the toughest things I've ever done. But but then once you do that, that was the best thing I ever did. Admitting that I actually yeah. needed some help was like, right, I mean, now I've actually got over that. Okay. 
all the other stuff's easy. Okay. Sitting and talking about it is the easy bit. It's yeah. the it's the actually sitting and saying, you know what? Like I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Was the hard bit because yeah. you know it you know what men are like. Like oh, I'm all right, I can sort I I'll I'll be alright, I'll be yeah. alright. And ultimately I wasn't. Like and yeah. and the longer it went on was the worse I was. Yeah. So to finally sit down and and draw a line under it and say, yeah, you know what, from now on I'm going to get help was like a turning point. If yeah. you know what I mean. Did, it, did the pressure almost start to lift? <clears throat> Obviously not completely, but was there an immediate improvement yeah, sure. in how you felt about yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. I remember walking out of my first counselling session on the first day. Yeah. Just like, fucking hell. <laughs> I feel like three years of just mental battles in yeah. my own head is just kind of, not, not gone, but yeah. like, I just kind of had a massive sigh of relief so and it was just like, but from then I'm, I was hungry for it and yeah, I'm like, yeah. right, sick. Yeah. If that's how I feel after just going and just talking for one session. Yeah, well, it was like an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one hour yeah. every week. So, so like I would go yeah. and just vent, Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how did you find your counsellor? Sorry, just before we get stuck into it too much. But was it someone that was allocated to you? Did you like look uh, around or? No, I'm, see, I've been pretty lucky through this whole recovery thing that the company that I work for has got like an amazing health uh, okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, and at the time, my mum was, she worked for, the, the same company she still okay. does now yeah, but, yeah but she worked for the coo okay and he obviously i'm over the other side of the world like when it happened yeah and to be fair they were so good the, the, this the, the guy who sort of runs the show at, at the company where it was just like sam take however much time you need off and just oh, get yourself over there and, yeah and then obviously when i was back on my feet they were like Let's get him in because we've got a gym. Yeah. At the at the at the place where I work, so they're like, right, let's get him in the gym twice a week, physio. So I've been Whoa. I've been at, I've been going to physio for the last four years, dude. Like I still go now. Yeah. Twice a week. All paid for by work. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, man. yeah. Like, and a hundred million percent. Like I would not be where I am now. Yeah. If I wasn't getting fucking beasted in that gym twice a week. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I walk out like I've shit my pants. Like, <laughs> and 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 my physio will do that laugh that, that yeah. you've just done, as if to say, "Yeah, you bastard." But like, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy knowing that it's gonna make me feel so much better. Yeah, and yeah. and like, I think back the, my first physio session, I was wheeled in there on a wheelchair. Yeah, I think I did like ten steps. And that was that was my physio session, and I went to bed for the rest of the day because Whoa. I was so tired. Yeah, yeah. Even just the whole mental process of driving to the factory. Yeah. Like somebody would pick me up outside the fact, drive me into the factory. Yeah. Wheel me through the fact, like get to the gym. Just doing that for me was exhausting. Yeah. <clears throat> so to go from that, doing ten steps, and now I'll go in, I'll run for ten minutes, I'll ride for ten minutes, I'll do ten minutes on the stepper machine. Yeah. I squat. 100 kilo fair dues which is what do you weigh roughly <laughs> don't tell everyone but 
about 65. Okay, so that's a big, that's a pretty solid deadlift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and squatting and all that kind of stuff. And I get beasted, dude, but I know that it's worth it. Yeah, he's keeping me strong ultimately, yeah, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do the stuff that I do on a mountain bike if yeah. I wasn't kept strong. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That, so, I was, I'm lucky that they sort of helped me out with the physical stuff and the mental side of it. Yeah. They, they, they've got a a counsellor as well. Yeah. The, the, I think she's, she doesn't actually work for the company. She's a subcontractor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she would come in and... And I'd talk to her once a week, and yeah, to be able to have that dude where you can go and repair yourself physically and mentally yeah. was like the best thing ever. And I'm so fucking grateful that I had that. Yeah. And I acknowledge the fact that I wouldn't be half where I am if it wasn't for that. That's amazing. Yeah, sick dude. Yeah. Totally fucking amazing. Yeah. How long working with her was it before you felt like? you'd managed to, I guess, move on from some of that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's still, you still do have this, like coming back to the scene of the accident kind Pro- of thing. Like. Probably 18 months. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, the first session was hard. I used to just go and cry basically. Yeah. And then I'd find myself towards the end of those 18 months, I'd go in and just laugh. <laughs> and then I kind of realized I I even said to her, I'm like, Sue, I started these counselling sessions and I would just come in and just cry. And now I come in and we just laugh. Yeah. I said, I really feel like I've turned a corner. And like, I feel like, I don't know. I just felt mentally that I would come, I'd come to the end of that chapter in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and just said to her, listen, I think I want to try and do life without counseling and that was like 12 months ago okay so yeah it's it's a year actually yeah yeah since i've actually been to any counseling so yeah pretty good pretty chuffed to be honest with you dude it's amazing yeah yeah good is there are there like particular like tools or techniques that she's given you that you found super useful or was it just that ability to have that ongoing conversation Uh, talking about it just helped but talking about it helps but talking about it to somebody that doesn't know you personally okay she, like i've never i'd never seen this woman in my life yeah. i'll probably never see her again <laughs> and that helps yeah yeah she's she's, she's not judging you she's yeah. not she doesn't know your circumstance it's just somebody completely impartial to talk to yeah she's not sitting down in the pub telling your mates exactly what talked about, yeah, like, yeah 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 so just to have that was like yeah what was the question (laughs) (laughs) were there like any tools or techniques that she's given you that you continue to use or yeah so she used to do something called i'm sure it was called side tapping okay and don't ask me what it involved you because it was kind of like fucking witchcraft if you ask me (laughs) and on my first session she's like i'm going to try something with you now and you might think it's complete shit but just go with it and try yeah. it and i remember lying there thinking what the fuck is she doing? like <laughs> this has got to be some kind of folklore witchcraft yeah. kind of <laughs> and i think it was just kind of like 
tapping on your pressure points. Yeah. And and repeating certain words over and over. I remember saying, I am going to get better from this. I am going to feel... I remember having to repeat that those words while she was doing some kind of exercise. And it. I remember walking out that day like the most like rejuvenated I've ever felt in my life. And we and I did that for I'd go back and I'm like, Sue, can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just that helped so much. Don't ask me what it was, dude. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. And and I couldn't show you what it was now because I was lying there with my eyes shut. It kinda yeah. helped if I was lay there with, with my eyes shut. Yeah. And she would just do whatever she was doing. Yeah. And she just asked me to repeat certain stuff. But yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. But just the impartialness of having someone to talk to that you didn't know. Yeah. And obviously she can't she's she can't go telling anyone, can she? So yeah, there's a confidentiality. You, you know, don't yeah. you, that <coughs> what you're saying is ultimately not yeah. gonna go any further. Yeah. Which is nice. It's incredible. Yeah. And you've subsequently been back to the 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 road gap, to the mm-hmm. to the train gap. Was that out like was there did someone ask you to go for the video did you want to go there like no what i just kind of wanted there? to go to put it to bed in my head i kind of yeah. just felt like there was a ongoing mental situation in my head where uh-huh. i was trying to piece together what actually happened that okay. day yeah yeah because one minute i'm at the top the next minute i'm falling and it was just kind of all yeah okay so, so it was nice to just go back and kind of all right, yeah, I must have hit that rock and and, and that kind of helped put it to bed, if you get yeah, what I mean. Yeah, totally. Mm, and yeah, my, my friend sort of contacted me about making a bit of a video about it and I said, oh, I'm going back to Whistler. And he was the one who said, oh, let's go back and, yeah. we'll, and we'll get somebody to just be there and video it ultimately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Did you find that... It- a good experience to go yeah, back. Yeah, it was the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. We we went we went early in the morning. And then we were back in Whistler for eleven o'clock, and we just had the best day. <laughs> Smashing out. Yeah, laps. yeah. That was like the ultimate day for me to go to go there and remember all those shitty times, and remember how fucked up I was and how how. Oh, I never thought that I would do it ever again to yeah. then go back to Whistler and ride A-Line in the afternoon, Dirt Merchant and all that kind of stuff. It was just like... Yeah, that's the icing the on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you were with James and some of the other yeah, guys as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Benny, yeah. yeah. And, and to be honest, dude, I've never actually thought about it since. Okay. Until until now. <laughs> until I yeah, said, can yeah. you talk about yeah, this again? Yeah, yeah. So, which tells to me that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I mean, I never say I'm over it because, like, I mean, I've got a fucking blue badge for God's sake. Like, my feet, yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't know if you can see there, but I've got a big lump on okay. there. I'm, I'm back in. I'm going to have surgery again on my feet right. this year for yeah. sure because, like, they they're not good. Okay. Um, but I'm here. Yeah. I'm. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm happy. Yeah. Which is ultimately the number one thing 100%. that I, was, I wasn't for, I was unhappy for so long. Yeah. And now like, I kind of just feel like everything falls into place. Once you get that happiness. Yeah. yeah. It, 
all the other stuff just kind of happens, doesn't it? Because you're the best version of yourself. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Whereas for so long, I was in my own head battling, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and we said e-bikes are kind of a, an important part oh, of the story. Like yeah. They get a bit, of, a, a bit of hate. I think there's less hate for them these days. I think anyone that's ridden one realizes kind of what they're about and how oh, useful man. they are. But for you, like you were on an e-bike. I think Ratboy has something to do with this. Yeah, you were on an e-bike before you could walk. You were getting your dad to help you onto the bike. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at I'm in hospital in Stoke and Ratty messages me. He's like, "How are you doing? Are you alright? Yeah." I'm like, "No, I'm I'm pretty fucked still." And he's like, "Oh." Better get you an e-bike, Siri. <laughs> and at the time, I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I'm like, I never want to ride a bike ever again. I'm so okay. over that shit. Yeah, Bikes were just not on the agenda. And then he just kind of planted that. He's like, oh, we'll get you on an e-bike, Siri. We'll, you'll be fine. And then that was a kind of like a bit of a factor for me to be like, right, I need to get walking. Or I need to, I need to get out of this wheelchair so I can get on this e bike. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to Ratty. Um, he's a fucking boy. That boy is what a guy. He helps. That guy helps out so many people with stuff like that. You wouldn't even realise, dude. Uh -huh. You wouldn't. Uh, people from round here, like it's low key kind of. Yeah, helping people out. That guy is a top boy. Yeah, give him man. Like. <clears throat> He sorted me out a deal. He, I remember he's like, "Oh, phone, phone this company and and tell them I've sent you, and they'll sort you out a fucking mint price on an e-bike." So I'm like, "Right, okay." So I mean, I was off work for however long, so I had got no money at the time I had to yeah. sell both my bikes just to kind of live. Uh -huh. um, so at the time, I'd got no bike. Right, he's like, "Oh." I think it was it was it was cheap this bike was. Yeah. And I got on it. I remember the first day I I couldn't even walk. Like my friend Scotty took me up to the bike shop that I ride for, Spokes Bike Shop. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um and they built it for me. And Scotty strapped me in the in his van. Ratchet strapped me in the back of the van in the wheelchair to get there. Because <laughs> I couldn't sit in a normal seat. Um they built this bike up and I remember going outside the bike shop and they took me just kind of like a mile down the road to a pub. Yeah. And I hadn't been on a bike for six, seven, eight months. Uh -huh. And like, oh, just turning the cranks and moving on that. I'm like, yes, this is that feeling that I've been chasing for so long. Yeah. And then that was it then every, well, obviously I was still pretty in a bad way then so I'd, i would go on my e-bike but like the better i got the more frequently i would use my e-bike i still yeah, couldn't yeah. walk yeah so like i'd have to i was living at my parents house at the time so like my dad i'd have to say dad i want to go out on my bike so yeah. he'd kind of wheel me out on out to the front of the wheelchair open the garage lean the bike up against the wall get my mum to hold the handlebar so it didn't fall over and like plonk me on the bike I have to make sure I had a piss and all that before I was set <laughs> yeah, off because I yeah. couldn't stop yeah. and I would just ride for hours dude three four hours just yeah. I, I couldn't stop I couldn't put my feet down yeah. but 
that was kind of a challenge for me. <laughs> I'm like, right, I can just, all I've got to do is just ride. Yeah. And like, that helped with me building me legs yeah, up and all that kind of stuff. It was amazing. And just, just that mental freedom again. Like yeah, I yeah. was confined to a bed, yeah, a living room before where now I could go and I could be in the woods again. Like I couldn't ride. Yeah. But like, I remember one day I'm on the e-bike and I'm riding across the road in the wood in the woods it's kind of like a lot of the tracks lead onto this road at the bottom and i'm just cruising along and righty craig and dave just dropped out in front of me <laughs> and i'm like fucking hell i haven't seen anybody on a bike for months and months and, and we ended up going to the pub i think yeah. and um just kind of brought the whole social element back for me again i could get out i could yeah. see my friends it's so important hey? amazing yeah. Ama- but honestly like thanks josh for sorting that out for me yeah. that was like the best mental and physical tool that i had 100 fucking amazing never look back yeah e-bikes are shit don't get one <laughs> save them all for me <laughs> I keep them all cheers. yeah incredible yeah so i think i read somewhere that you've done about 500 miles on it before you could actually walk yeah 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 i've done plenty of miles on it dude and middle and middle legs were before they were i remember i weighed like 50 kilos when i was in the hospital right and I remember every day I'd wake up and I'd look down and my legs would be a little bit bigger just from riding that yeah. bike. And it was kind of infectious. I'm like, yeah, 100%. this is helping me, yeah. not just physically, but mentally. It was a, it was just a win-win situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Ratty. What a fucking hero. Good guy. Yeah. For sure. So how's life now, man? It feels like everything's gone in a, in a pretty good direction for you. Yeah, right? good. Good. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong like i still struggle not so much mentally but uh-huh. like you want to catch me after i've been riding especially like if i've been on my downhill bike at dovey or somewhere like that. i'll <laughs> get out the van after i've been and yeah i i can barely walk dude but i'll take that yeah if you know what i mean if yeah. i can still go to dovey and ride down and i'm aching for a day the day after yeah i'll fucking trade that every single day of the week to be able to do it yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah like um um it is what it is isn't it dude yeah i've got to make the most of what i've got and i'm you know what i mean there's people who'd kill to be in my situation there's people who would fucking give anything yeah. so i'm making the most of it dude good work mate yeah yeah going to france in a few weeks with the boys for nice. another trip in the van and that yeah morzine trip or? Yeah, yeah 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 just morzine not been for a few years so yeah. keen for a bit of that and just just feel like i'm happy again yeah 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 got a good home life works good yeah just just happy dude just good stoked stoked to feel like i've been given another chance if you know what i mean yeah so uh, making the most of it up every morning with a big smile on my face as early as I can in the woods, you know, just just happy, stoked, and keen for keen for more, keen for whatever life Amazing. throws at me. Can I just say what like while we're on the subject of people helping, I just mm. wanna thank all my mates that have been there for me for like the shittiest time of my life. Because, yeah. don't get me wrong, fucking hell. <laughs> it's all good, mate. It's all good. There's been times when 
like I've been so frustrated and angry and and like and rightly so and had a temper and fallen out with people and like but you never forget the people who were there when like when the chips were down if you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so yeah Peter Scotty Indians uh fucking hell he'd come visit me every day when I was in hospital was racing hard line this year catch up with him oh, sweet. it's not really but did you see the oh I did see that you posted that yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that guy would come and visit me every day in hospital yeah um, the lads from Berg Tech I remember the day I was out of hospital Dan came down visited me sweet he like my mates that I ride with every day in the woods and Dean all the boys just grateful for all the support over the years yeah james from revs <sighs> spokes bikes all the there's too many people to name but like i'm so grateful for everything that you've done for me when i was having the worst time of my life fair play yeah i'm grateful Good bunch yeah yeah shows what riding can do eh? these are all and my people parents, free riding eh? and my parents ultimately yeah because they put up some shit let me tell you and my girlfriend because <laughs> there's still days where you know if i had a bad day and stuff but on the whole yeah we're good we're in a good spot yeah yeah i'm we're stoked good. for you mate and i'm excited to go for a bike ride and see your uh Dimmer your FM. trails fan baby be all good um before we do that we'll wrap up with uh our final four questions that we've asked most people over the years um they feel a bit insignificant after the conversation we've just had but I think there might be some interesting answers in there. The first one, if our listeners had £150 to spend to improve their performance on a bike or to have more fun on a bike, what would you recommend they go spend it on? 150 quid. Not a lot. <laughs> Good helmet. Yeah. For sure. What are you wearing these days? What's the go-to? Uh fox rampage oh, yeah. car yeah 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 the, the boys at spokes helped me out with a lot of fox stuff so yeah. that's that's pretty good yeah um but yeah you can't put a price on i mean imagine if i was not wearing a good lid that day yeah like i smashed my face up in a 400 quid carbon helmet imagine yeah. if i wasn't wearing a 400 quid carbon helmet yeah it could have been a lot worse yeah I guess. but 150 quid oh god <laughs> You get a good half face lid for that. Yeah, for sure. Some protect, some good protective equipment. Knee yeah. pads. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing a good set of knee pads that day. Some Fox down on knee pads, and I think if I wasn't wearing them, my leg would have been in a lot worse situation. Yeah, I guess the, it's going to offer a bit of support. Yeah, the it? the surgeon said that that knee pad has held your knee okay. in place. He said, yeah, no he said, yeah, you you would have been in a much worse situation yeah. if you didn't. Like knee pads, you obviously aren't designed for that kind of impact but nah, it's cool that they're, they're providing that support yeah and... it was so strapped up that yeah. the the first responder came and he was like do not take that knee pad off that is holding it in place yeah basically so fair play yeah oh there you go even more reason to wear a decent set of knee pads good stuff second one if you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself age 16 what advice would you give him <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> would it be a long chat yeah <laughs> if your mate Nate rings you and says do you want to come Pemberton in the train gap time Just to fuck say off no. <laughs> nah it, that that there's a lot more 
good stuff to laugh than just biking, I guess. Okay. Um, you got to enjoy the stuff that you enjoy, but ultimately you got to find a balance. Yeah. Whereas I, I didn't have that balance before, I think. So, yeah, probably that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Third one, if you could have a coaching session from anyone, past or present, Ooh. who would it be and what would you want to learn from them? It doesn't have to be bike related, but obviously it can be. It's got to be the king. Ratty. If I could go to... Well, we do, to be fair, but I don't have coaching. If I could go to watching that fucker ride somewhere like Langollen and, and generate speed out of a corner like yeah. that man does, like... Yeah, I watched a video of him recently on Ride the Lightning, I think, and I was just like... I was watching some videos yesterday, actually, on my dinner break. Yeah. Just old videos of him ripping a downhill back. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's unreal, He's eh? taking the piss, yeah. isn't he? And he made it look so easy. Just, like he was not even trying yeah. to... Uh, yeah, probably... Yeah, probably a downhill lesson with Ratty, I reckon. Yeah. Just trying to generate... <sighs> Can you remember he used to just not even try into a corner, but then be coming out way faster and you think how how yeah yeah what are you doing <sighs> fucking got a throttle on it <laughs> he's a magician for sure <laughs> for sure all right last one what do you do every day that you feel benefits you get into the woods yeah i try and get into the woods every single day does it have to be on a bike or can it nah, just be for nah, a walk i or? just had a puppy and so i'll take him now if i don't go on the bike but yeah. just that i kind of just feel like i can fully relax in the woods yeah. like there's all you listen to is the birds yeah and can i i'd just like to say if there's anybody that is struggling out there mentally the the biggest three things that i learned that made me feel better when i was struggling Number one was sleep. Yeah. Quality Get your and sleep duration. in as yeah. much sleep as you can. Yeah. Because your body heals so much faster when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Sunlight. Yeah. I would go and just sit in the woods in the sun and that would make me feel so much better. Uh-huh. And the last one, the most important one, laughter. Like you got you got to laugh. That's the most important thing for me. Yeah. So like those three things just helped me so much in that dark time and i would urge anybody that is feeling a bit shitty to you got to get them they're the three fundamental things that you've got to have before you start looking elsewhere yeah you know what i mean yeah that's your medicine yeah yeah for sure sunlight laughter and and just being there i guess and it's all free yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all don't cost you anything. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would advise anybody that might be feeling a little bit crappy, or yeah, make sure you get them three things because nice. it helped me so much. Solid advice, mate. Well, it has been a pleasure to sit with you and hear you share this story because I know that can't be easy for you. It's a super inspiring story to me to see what you've overcome and uh, turn to your advantage um i hope other people will find it similarly inspiring i'm sure they will yeah me too dude like if even just one person can take something from it it's been a bonus hasn't it yeah totally legend totally if people want to follow and watch your ride and exploits because uh even if you think you've 
maybe not riding in the same way. You're still ahead of a rider to watch. <laughs> Cheers, now, where's the best place for them to look? Probably on Instagram. Although, yeah, Tom Walker 92. Although, yeah. I used to be so into that stuff, dude. <laughs> like getting clips. Now I'm. I just enjoy being on the bike. You might get a few clips and yeah. that, but that is something that I, I'm going to try and do a bit more. I think of actually okay. starting promote myself a bit more yeah i've never made a penny from riding a bike dude in my life fair play and i nearly paid the ultimate price so <laughs> nice to turn it in your favor a little bit yeah <laughs> good stuff man well yeah it's been an absolute pleasure i'm looking forward to going out on the trail so yeah legend cheers, dude. cheers chris take nice care one, man. mate all right that's it for this episode with tom i really hope you've enjoyed it a massive thanks to IXS, not just for supporting this episode, but for supporting the talent pathway in downhill racing via the IXS Downhill Cup, which has been the training ground for many of the racers whose names we're now familiar with at the top of the World Cup circuit. Without brands like IXS, we wouldn't have the incredible depth of racing talent that we have. Find out more or get involved at ixsdownhillcup.com and check out IXS's awesome clothing and protection at ixs.com forward slash MTB. Don't forget, you can win yourself a full head-to-toe set of IXS gear by answering the question on my Instagram post from Monday the 12th of June over at Downtime Podcast. Also, don't forget, if you want to help support the podcast, the best way to do that is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash downtimepodcast and setting up a small donation. If Patreon doesn't work for you, then there's other ways you can help too, like telling your friends about the show, sharing the episodes on your social media and leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or commenting on the episode in Spotify. We also have t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. There's going to be loads more awesome stuff coming your way over the course of the year, so make sure you're following the podcast by hitting that button in your podcast app or heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. You can also get a bit of extra downtime by signing up to our newsletter at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. All right, that's it for today. We're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, get out and ride.